0: Welcome to the Simply Cosmopolitan podcast. We're your hosts, Ingrid and Isabella, and we're here to talk all things sisterhood, studying, self-care, and style. So grab your favorite coffee order and let's get into it.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Simply Cosmopolitan episode. Yes. Welcome back to another episode.
0: This episode is going to be everything you need to know about bsmd programs from a current bsmd student which is me <laughs> so yes this episode we're going to kind of break down what a bsmd program is what the application process is and just everything you need to know we've gotten so many questions on instagram and on tiktok from people from different people who are in high school mainly, and wanna know more about what a BSMD program is, how they can apply, you know, and it's very hard to hear information about BSMD programs. I remember when I was in high school, a junior and senior, and I was thinking about applying to the Rice Baylor program, and there's just so little resources and information out there on BSMD programs. And so it can seem very just confusing. And just ambiguous as to what the application is. It's so hard to speak with a current student in a program to just talk to them about their experience. I remember in high school, I I wanted to find out students who were in programs just so I can hear from them and hear about their application process. But that information is really just not shared or not publicized that often. It's so hard to find mainly because there's such few programs out there and such few students in each program. So all of that is to say that we want to do this episode just informing everyone what a BSMB program is and everything about it from a current student. Obviously, we're not application experts. Every program's a little different, but this is just what I know as a student in a current program.
1: But before we get into it, let's do a little update, shall we? Yes. Okay. So can you believe it? It is the week. I am moving this week to Oxford. It is so oh insane and so crazy. Of course, I still haven't packed. I am in the process of packing, but it will be done and it's official. I'm moving to Oxford. So next week, the episode will be live from Oxford. I am so thrilled for Ingrid.
0: The jealousy is definitely coming in (laughs) because I'm just no, I'm just so excited. I feel like I'm honestly not even jealous. I'm just I'm gonna be living vicariously through you, mainly because we are the same person. And so I do feel like when you're there, I will be also there, you know, because I will be seeing your content, I'll be seeing your photos, I'll be seeing just the vibes and i feel like i will be there too so well honestly, i'm excited for the trip like let's go i know
1: like let's go except you're not actually going to be there in person so obviously that's going to be a little side cuz you're just like the other part of me so yeah you know you honestly, i feel like this week i'm in a little bit of a rut and oh, so yeah. i'm you excited for you. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: excited for you i feel like it's going to get honestly get me out of a rut because i'm going to be seeing you moving doing all this cool stuff and it's just going to motivate me to do that. Well actually, although I said I'm in a rut, I have been doing some new things. Like I've been going to Solid Core for the past two weeks. They opened a new studio in Rice Village a couple months ago, but since I've been here, I this is my first time going to the studio and absolutely obsessed. Such a great way to start off my day. And I went this morning super intense. But I'm trying to think anything
1: else update in my life other than Solid Core? I mean, I guess an update from me. As I'm recording this episode with you, Isabella, this lovely evening, I'm sitting here eating a piece of freshly baked pumpkin bread. I'm so excited, just obsessed. obsessed. Eating it feels like fall. That was my one requirement before I leave to Oxford. I mean, probably I'll be able to find some over there, but you know, because of the allergies and everything, I was like, there's nothing like also baking your own pumpkin bread. So it's like, I have to do that before I leave, and I'm doing it. So.
0: I love, no, actually I went to Trader Joe's and I got the gluten-free bagels. When I tell you it was amazing, it was amazing. I had it with the vegan cream cheese and smoked salmon on top with some everything bagel seasoning, just perfection, perfection. And then my new go-to Starbucks order is a oat milk shake and espresso with none of the like syrup in it. It normally comes with syrup. So just no classic oat milk shake and espresso. It tastes amazing. Like if you listen to our podcast, you know that I'm not a huge fan of sweet coffees. I like having like not the bitter taste, but you like tasting the coffee. But with the oat milk, it provides that natural sweetness. I mean the oat milk might have sugar itself, but it just like it tastes amazing. I liked how the ratio in the shake and espresso of like the milk to coffee is a little I like the ratio better in the shake and espresso basically than
1: a latte, so and it's kind of fun to say. <laughs> yes, it's kind of fancy. Well, I'm excited to try it. Yes. So I think we can wrap up our weekly update, right? And jump into the episode. So we're going to do this as an interview format. So I will be asking Isabella questions. So why don't we just jump right in? So our very first question is, Isabella, what is a BSMD program?
0: Yeah, so basically BSMD stands for like Bachelor's of Science or it could be like Bachelor Bachelor's of Arts. So BA, but it's mainly the acronym is like BS and then MD is for the medical degree. And so basically a BSMD program is a combined undergraduate and medical school program. All the programs are a little differently in terms of what the combined looks like, but basically it's mainly a conditional acceptance into the medical school of the program that you applied to. So it's an undergrad degree and a medical school degree so my program is with rice university and baylor college of medicine which is in the houston medical center in the texas medical center and it is an eight-year program so it is not accelerated so it's four years at rice university you get your undergrad degree and then you have a conditional acceptance into baylor college of medicine for four years where you'll get your medical degree other programs there's some that are accelerated. I believe there's some six-year programs, some seven-year programs, basically that I believe it's three years of undergrad, maybe two, I'm not exactly sure how that is, but I do know that there's some accelerated programs. So this is almost unique to the United States in terms of, I know many other countries, when you apply to college, And your pre-med, you go straight into medical school. And so the process there is a little differently. So I think that's what makes it unique to the U.S. because most students who in high school who are wanting to become doctors, you go to undergrad, you do the four years, you take just pre-med requisite classes and then apply to medical school your junior year. So that's what's kind of unique about it is that it's, in the U.S., you can't go straight to medical school. And so the BSMD program kind of allows you to do so because of that conditional acceptance.
1: So I know you mentioned, Isabella, that there's the Rice-Baylor program. Are there any other programs that currently exist? And if you could list those out for people, that might be helpful.
0: Yes. So programs that exist are constantly changing. A lot of them are have paused, have stopped. It depends on the program. But Programs that I know that are currently accept- accepting applications are Baylor to Baylor, so Baylor University to Baylor College of Medicine. I have several friends in that program. Brown University, their like, PLME program, that is still open to accepting applications. Case Western, Albany Medical College, Hostroth and there's definitely a few more. And so the Rice Baylor is actually no longer accepting applications, but Baylor College of Medicine does have. Baylor to Baylor which is still accepting applications and just for clarity's sake there's another medical acceptance program early acceptance program for college students and that is called JAMP it's like a joint admission medical program and that is for students who are currently in undergrad already in a in a Texas undergrad in a Texas college and basically they apply to this program, you have to meet certain conditions. I believe first-gen, low-income, different, some different qualifications that you have to meet. It's a great program to apply to if you're interested in being pre-med. Basically, you have the opportunity to do a couple of internships at medical schools for your sophomore and junior summer, I believe, and then you get matched to a medical school. So there's a couple more details to that program that I don't know everything about because I'm not in that, but I do know people in that program. And it is great if you can meet the criteria and can apply for that. It's a great option if you're pre med. I mean, it's not the only option, but if it's some if you're diehard for sure, you want to do medical school, it's
1: something to look into. Okay. So now let's get into the pros and the cons of a BSMD program and especially your experience. Your experience, Isabella. Yeah. So I think just
0: like on face value, the pros are pretty obvious. You get conditional acceptance to medical school right out of high school, which is it's unheard of. It's really hard to do that. You there's very few programs that allow for that. And it's extremely competitive to get into. So it's it's hard to get. But so if you can get, get into it, then it's a great pro to have the option to attend. That program. And, you know, I still have to take the MCAT. I believe most programs you have to take the MCAT. Some programs you might not have to, but it definitely is nice knowing that you have that conditional acceptance. And obviously you still have to meet certain criteria like GPA requirements and MCAT requirements, but it definitely is something that allows you and they encourage you to take classes in other disciplines and really just expand your horizons and not just solely focus on the pre-med education, but take classes and do internships and do study abroads in disciplines that might not be just pure biology and pure medical pre-med stuff, you know? So it's been nice to have that freedom to just try all different things and knowing that I'm still on the medical school path, but I did the London School of Economics program over the summer and I've just been taking different courses and studying different classes and in different clubs that might not be aligned with quote-unquote pre-med you know the pre-med path but it's nice to know
1: that I'm still pre-med but I can still explore these different areas. Mm -hmm. But I think also something like what I love about the program is that it does provide you with that little bit of right security that you have already been pre-accepted into a medical school. But just that being said, you are still working very hard in undergrad, right? Like, yes, and that's and I think that's what is unique about the program. Well, especially I don't
0: again, I can't speak for all of them. Mine is very small. It's only three students in my year who are. In the rice baylor program me being one of those three and so it's it's very small it's you know so it's not like a huge like cohort of people um but yeah in our meetings with the dean of baylor college of medicine you know we have i think like now quarterly meetings with the dean and with the admissions committee and just so they can inform us what's going on at the medical school and just on different stuff like that but yeah it's not Definitely not anything that you can be like slacking on per se, but it just allows you that freedom to explore different disciplines. And everyone in the program that I know is very motivated, obviously, right? Because such a small group of people, they're naturally some of the smartest people that I've probably met and have just intellectually curious. So they're all, everyone I know is doing different things, different ventures and classes and research all over the place. So yeah, definitely no slacking off, but just kind of doing things across the board, but like succeeding at it amazingly.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if I can put in my own little two cents here is seeing you, Isabella, you know, I've been witnessing you and your experience in a BSMD program. I feel like it's really allowed you the space to be creative and that freedom to explore new things. Like now that you're president of the Women's Entrepreneurship Organization at Rice, that's incredible. You have that opportunity and the time to do that, which is incredible. And then also how you continue to do research. So just how you are meeting incredible people, incredible people are meeting you as well. You're incredible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's definitely been nice to do different things. I don't know if I said, but now I'm working as a consultant in the communications and writing center at Rice. And that has been so cool to help students with their essays. And so it's a little, like, different, you know, wouldn't be, like, the quote-unquote, like, pre you know, position, but it's been so fun. I love writing, and I love helping students with their writing, and so I have great time doing that. So, yeah, it's been nice. Oh, yeah, cons. I wouldn't say there's cons. I mean, my program is not binding, and I don't know if there's other programs that are binding. Some of them might be, obviously, if you're applying and thinking about doing one, check to make sure it's not binding. But I think, you know, the main con is that, if you get into a program, because at the end of the day, the pros and cons are if you're deciding whether to go to the program or not. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't evaluate the pros and cons when you are applying because it is so hard to get into these programs. You know, I'm just saying that because I remember in my case, when I was applying, I only applied to Rice Baylor. Like I only applied to one BSMB program and that was Rice Baylor. But you really can't evaluate the pros and cons when you're applying. You shouldn't because what's the point? You know, like it's like when you're applying to schools in undergrad, there's really no point in like, truly evaluating sitting there and evaluating the pros and cons before you have even gone in because it's like what are you evaluating it for if you haven't gotten in yet you know it's it's not worth putting all that in time investment and energy into something that you don't even know if you're going to be able to go to Mm -hmm. so once you get into a program and you're like okay where do I go the cons are that well if you go if you're smart enough to get into that program you probably also got into some pretty other cool schools you know and so you're gonna you probably would have to give those up You know, so it's basically the con of like, well, do I want to commit to this program, go to this school, go to this medical school, or do I want
1: to go to this other school, you know, that might have a lot more prestige. So that's the con. And and what was your experience with that, if you don't mind me asking? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if if we really discussed like my college application stuff
0: and everything, but I guess this is what this podcast I mean, if you feel comfortable sharing. No, obviously. So- Yeah, so I'll just break down kind of where I applied and what happened with that. So senior year of high school, I applied to several different schools. I didn't apply anywhere early decision that I did not do because I didn't know where I wanted to go. So I didn't want to like have anywhere bound, like, you know, Mm -hmm. binded anywhere. So I applied to Rice and I applied to Rice Baylor. I didn't think I would get in, but I just knew three extra essays to submit it like a month in advance I was pre-med I wanted to do that and I always knew about Baylor College of Medicine because if you listen to our scoliosis episode which I recommend doing because actually that's Definitely. a great info yeah but anyways you would know that we would we would drive to Houston every like six months to visit our doctor for our scoliosis and he went to Baylor College of Medicine so we were just like really well informed with what the Texas Medical Center was and about Baylor College of Medicine so we we're always pretty well informed with that but other yeah, schools that I applied to I applied to Harvard the day before actually yeah. so I I wasn't gonna apply there it was never one of like my quote-unquote like dream schools I never really thought about it again it was kind of like Rice Baylor that's like you don't you don't weigh the pros and cons and be like oh it would be nice to go there like no kidding you know <laughs> like it's not it's not like it's some place that you're like oh like it wasn't really like a dream school of mine because I never like thought it could be a dream school of mine, you know?
1: Well not that we'll it wasn't. Get, a get into your stats afterwards because it's yeah, I yeah, can do but, anything.
0: But no stats will ever get you into a BSMD program or even into Harvard, right? There's no stats that would guarantee you that. Anyways, so I applied the day before we were in it was the pandemic, it was twenty twenty. We were in Florida. We were in Florida at a um at a beach house. Yeah. And my family it was like December thirty first. Yeah yeah my family was they're all like on the beach it was like cold but like you guys were all like walking outside I, I was remember like, you know what I'm just gonna like submit this application I have all the essays written Harvard at least when I applied it might still be the case there wasn't like any supplemental essays there was no like why Harvard it was just <laughs> like you could just like recycle essays and just say like it was like your common app essay and then you could write an essay about like something that's impacted you and I think I, I had an essay already like written about that so I was like why not you know just throw it in I just it was like the last day to send in any applications you know for any school and by that point I already actually got into UT right I think yeah I got into UT
1: maybe HSS and plan two already I can't yeah I think you got into both already but I I, what I remember exactly from the day as well that you applied to Harvard I remember you you told, you told us that you were going to apply to Harvard and that you were going to stay inside. And I remember I was like, why do you have to do another application? Like, I just want to play like hang out with you and have fun with you. But I'm, I'm yeah. glad you did. It was a good <laughs> experience for you. Yeah. I was like, you know, why not?
0: This was all to say that basically my decision was between Harvard and Rice-Baylor, which was like a really hard decision. But I think like in my gut knew that Rice-Baylor would have to be it. And it was mainly because I just remember, like, for Rice Baylor, you have to sign a contract. It's not binding, but you have to sign a contract anyways. And there's like a box on the contract, and it's like, I accept my admission to Baylor College of Medicine. And then there's a box beneath that, I decline my admission to Baylor College of Medicine. And I just could not imagine myself saying, I declined the admission to Baylor College of Medicine. Like, how could I have, how could I click the box that said, I decline? Yeah. That was really the part where it's like, I will never say I will decline that so I just couldn't like I just remember thinking like there's no world in which I will x out that box so it just like felt like okay like no matter how much I was like trying to debate between inside my head it just like that just like I knew that in the back of my head so like I think I made my decision honestly in like two days there was no like option to like visit the school like Harvard because it was during the pandemic. So I think like admitted students weekend was um, like online. And I didn't even go to that because, and, and honestly, I kind of regret not going to those things because I mean, when you get into colleges in like spring of senior year, when you're deciding, I think really just like soak in all the places you got into and visit them. Once you get into them, I would definitely visit. But I just knew that if I would go to those like student events, then I would like re- not regret my decision, but I would like have I would struggle more with figuring out the decision, and ins- instead of using like reason, but more just kind of like oh, like this seems so cool. So mm-hmm. I just knew like
1: that was so. That's the con. That's the con. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, now let's get into more of the application and the nitty gritty details. So let's get into your stats. So what was your GPA and what was your SAT? And maybe some advice that you have for people on that, about that. Yes.
0: So SAT, I had a 1590, ninety. really excited about um, GPA unweighted was 3.9 and then weighted because our high school was weird. So yeah, weighted was like
1: a four point. I'm trying to look. Our high school didn't give us GPAs. Yeah. We had a totally different grading system. We went to a private school and yeah. There was no GPA. So the whole GPA thing was new when I went to undergrad as well. So I don't remember what it was, but I was on the high honor roll. I don't remember how many kids were on that,
0: but my grades were pretty high.
1: Um, and then is- let's just say, let's just say Isabella had extremely high grades and you did. You mean, you were on high honor yeah. roll. You were a great student, an incredible student. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, And then, so just, okay. Tips. Like for SAT, I studied like six months, I believe. And I think just you really have to study and take the practice tests. I think, I did actually like a video on like Instagram and like TikTok kind of on all of that. Um, But really just like, I took a bunch of practice tests. I did one, like like half a practice test per week. And I think just reviewing the problems and knowing why you got all of them wrong and just practice, practice, practice um and part of it and part of it i think just comes down to your preparedness for the day and just you know not luck per se but you know every test every day is different and i only took it once but i remember our like our school would always say take it several times if you need to you know because at the end of the day the school is only going to report one score and so i think definitely the 1590 allowed me to open doors to getting my application on the table and on in the admissions committee discussing so I definitely think just trying as best as you can and getting the highest score and with GPA too you know because everyone that's applying to these type of programs they're have the highest GPA right and so just doing the best you can in your classes all of that and at the end of the day that's not even going to get you in your scores and GPA aren't gonna get you
1: in it just gets your application on the table exactly Exactly. Okay. So let's move into the next section then of the application. So did you need any shadowing experience? That's one question. And then the other question that kind of goes along with it, what were your extracurriculars and what advice would you have in regard to that aspect? Yes. So shadowing. So
0: I actually did not have quote unquote formal shadowing. I applied 2020. The pandemic started my junior spring in in high school. So I was planning on doing shadowing that summer, but with the pandemic, I wasn't able to. The shadowing that I did have was shadowing at our local veterinarian clinic, which yes. is obviously a little different, but it is in the medical field. And I did talk about that in my applications. Um, so we had for like several summers, we shadowed and volunteered in our local veterinary clinic. And you know, it was such a great opportunity, honestly, because obviously it's different, but, you know, we saw several surgeries and the veterinarians, they were so nice and just so like, they wanted us to learn from what they're doing. And so we saw so many operations, just routine procedures, vaccines, all different sorts of stuff. And so I didn't have formal shadowing and in my interviews, you know, and in my essays, I didn't have that, but I did talk about shadowing at the veterinary clinic and how that experience informed my interest in medicine so i wouldn't let any like quote unquote flaw in your application deter you i think just emphasize what you do have and how that has impacted your interest in medicine or whatever it is that you're applying to
1: Mm -hmm. so what about with extracurriculars i know that was a loaded question i asked you. yes
0: i don't have like all everything off the top of my head but from what i do remember just like on basic level, I was like the co-president of the medical society at my school. I don't think that like really helped me per se, because everyone is, (laughs) you know, like realistically, every single person who's applying is somewhat in the medical club at their school. But that was that. I, my, the summer between my sophomore and junior year, I did a research program at the university of Texas at Austin. And that I think might've helped my application a little bit. It was pretty, it was really cool. It was in their research labs with a professor from UT Austin. And it was a really cool experience. It was so difficult. It was for about a month every day from like eight to like 1 p.m. every single day. And it was it was really intense, like doing so many different things in the lab that I had no idea about before, like doing just like different procedures and having to come up with your, like, lab question. I just remember being so overwhelmed every single day, but it was such a cool learning experience. I remember my PI, she ended up really liking me. And I was honestly like, really like happy that she did because I was so confused at the time. I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. But at the end of it, I remember she like went up to, we had like a presentation at the end showing our research and like our data and all of that stuff. And like, parents were invited. And she like went up to my parents and were like, wow, like your daughter was so
1: amazing or something. And I'm like, oh, wow, thank you. And just but- full circle moment here, your PI ended up being my professor.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: A freshman yeah. year. Yes. And so
0: that program is, it's called the High School Research Academy. And it's something that I definitely recommend doing if you're in Austin. It's not like a, like a summer program. It's not like an overnight thing. It's not, it's just. You go in every day for a class and you leave. Um, So I I definitely think it's worth doing. I know there's a lot of like summer programs, especially for high school students at different colleges and like a sleepaway program. I mean, I think those can be great, but I don't think those per se will help your application just because there's just so many of them. And half the time they're not even run by the actual school, you know? This was one that was actually like, you could get college credit for it. So I think just be really selective about what summer programs you're doing because a lot of them are just kind of money grabs Mm -hmm. that might not even be related to the school.
1: Exactly. And then any other advice with extracurriculars? Like during the year, maybe not. Yes, during the during the
0: year. I'm trying to think. I just remember, I just think that at the end of the day with your extracurriculars, I just remember all the different application stuff I would always read is, don't try to be well-rounded, which I think is can be so hard. And I still struggle with that today. You want to have a spike in your application. You want to have something that makes you really different. And I also did, we, in 2020, Ingrid and I launched Sweat Time Serve with our friend, which was a virtual fitness class platform that raised money for COVID-19. And we talked about that and we got involved with UT and with the Kendra Scott Entrepreneur Leadership Institute (laughs) as early as 2020. And so I think, just having things that make you stand out and make you different because like i said the medical club at my school yeah i was involved in that but that's not going to get me into any of these things because every single person every single student is in one of those things that is in one of those clubs that's applying to these pro- that applying to these programs or schools so find something that makes you different that someone might not someone else might not have on their application.
1: Let's just go from your own experience with the application is how did you express your interest in medicine? And I think that's an overloaded question because you obviously applied to the program because you saw yourself as a doctor, but how are you able to kind of wrangle all of your thoughts together and put it on paper and tell that to an actual medical school at such a young age? It varies
0: probably between students and in their application. Again, I'm just basing it off my personal experience. And I think for me, again, using my personal experience with my, you know, interactions with medicine, I talked a lot about scoliosis in my experience with going to Texas medical center every six months, because that is what got me interested in medicine. If you listen to our episode, you would know that we've been coming here. I don't know how long for more than a decade, every six months to check up on our scoliosis. And that really got us interested in medicine and learning about medicine, what the Texas medical center was, what physicians do and just learning about our condition. And so I talked a lot about that in my essays and why I wanted to do that one day, because that's how I learned about medicine. And so I think just using your personal interactions with medicine, whether it was your own condition or a family member, or just why are you interested in medicine? And it's not helping people because again, that's something that anyone can say, any profession, you can help someone. So you have to really think about why do you want to do it? You know, what, what has, what has been an event or an experience that has made you want to do it? Whether it's, you know, a huge event and experience or, or something that was might've might be considered minor, but still really impacted you finding those little nuggets and then kind of, Throwing them onto a page, just putting those ideas onto a page, and then forming your essays and your story about that.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important, and also just the whole process of kind of writing on paper, why you want to be become a doctor, why you're interested in the program, should also help you formulate your actual interest and if this program is right for you. If you see yourself dedicating the next x many years to medical school. Okay, so let's go into our next question then. So from your experience, again, what do you think a BSMD program is looking for in an applicant?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think they're not looking for anything specific, like just one type of person, because everyone I know in the programs are very different and have all different interests, all different reasons why they want to go into medicine. So I don't think, so I think just not, I don't think there's like a specific like formula. And I think if you kind of think that there, I think if you go based off thinking there's a formula that could possibly kind of set you up on the, on the wrong path, you don't need to be in your school's medical club, honestly. Like, I think that's great if you can do that, but I think just doing things that stand out that really interest you, because if there's something that interests, and I know that's so like what everyone says, right? And it, I know it can be so annoying because in high school, you're like, no, 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 like I just want to know. But find, do your research online. Find a research program, maybe, like a summer research program or a school semester program at your local college or local university that you can do research at, maybe, or email the professor or the PI. That would be, that would be really cool, right? Or just finding different opportunities in your area that, that you might have to reach out to and apply to that are difficult to get into and that are just different than maybe just different opportunities and just trying them out and seeing if you can get in and just different things over the summer, whether it's research, whether it's volunteering.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. And I different. think that also you could that also means like carving your own position in whatever type of extracurricular that you see. Like this could be even reaching out to a nonprofit and kind of Giving them an idea of a specific project. You might be interested in working with them and pitch the idea to them. And they might be interested in getting you as a volunteer. And then how cool is that to have a really unique story that you did XYZ for a specific nonprofit?
0: No, I think that's a great thing. I think I think one piece of advice I can say is if you can, try to think beyond your high school. Because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of ideas can be like, oh, let me start a club at my high school, let me do this at my high school. Okay, maybe that's not a bad idea, but Try to think beyond your high school, Something like, like, like Ingrid said, like a local, local nonprofit, like your local university, like a local college, something that's a little beyond or doing something in your community.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that could make you stand out in a great way. Exactly. Okay, so we have some questions that a couple of listeners have reached out and asked us. Some of them are pertaining to the BSMD program, but then some of them are just asking about more college application in general um, and pre-med stuff. So the first one does have to do with BSMD and it's asking, can you still apply to programs that have a minimum SAT or ACT score even if you don't meet it? If so, do you recommend it? Quite frankly, I'm not sure because the program I, Rice Baylor, just did not have a minimum
0: SAT and ACT score I think if the program you're looking into says it depends on what their language is I think if they say like they have a cutoff then they might not even let you apply maybe I'm not sure if they like evaluate it when you send in your application like if they check that number and see if it fits but most likely most likely they say oh this is what our students tend to score above or something like that and in that case I would still send in your application I think if you can convey that you're passionate about it and that you really want to do medicine I think you have a great opportunity so I I think just doing the best you can on your exams and on getting the highest score you can and then sending in your application regardless of kind of maybe like this the stats that they might post on their website but if you can really convey why you want to do it in your essays I think you have a
1: great chance Exactly. And I also think that I know during this whole time of applying to college, I can remember when I go back to those many years ago, it's a very gossipy environment, at least in high school, at least what I can remember, that people are always kind of sharing their stats with each other. Oh, where did you apply? Where did you apply? Where did you do this? How many essays did you do? How many schools did you apply? I know it's really hard to do, but try to kind of block that noise away, really focus on your own application and don't get intimidated by what other people are saying, right? Everyone needs to apply to a school. And so that's just the normal process and don't let anyone else's experience kind of let you down. You're going to have your own path. Everyone's going to have their own path. And so I would still apply like what Isabella said and shoot your shot, right? Okay. So let's get into this other question that this listener brought into us. This is more just about college applications in general, I believe. So how can I manage writing the supplemental essays? There is a lot to write, and it makes me feel like I have no time to strongly answer them. So what are what's your advice?
0: I would say, hmm. okay, well, my approach was I first, this is like kind of specific, but you might be able to like extra- extrapolate to your situation. So I first applied to UT Austin. And UT Austin had, I think, like three main essays. And so I first wrote those essays. And so after writing the UT Austin essays, I had basically my common app essay and I had a couple supplements, not, not like a YUT essay that the Y school essay has to be really specific for every school. So that one you got to redo every time. But for other essays, there's definitely similar questions and you can definitely reuse some of those ideas. So I just first did my UT application. And then once I already had a couple of ideas, I was able to kind of morph them into the different topics. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, just doing like your main common app essay first and then doing like picking one school, like I did my local public school, right? UT Austin, but depends on where you're at. But if you're going to apply to your local public school, which you definitely should, that's the best idea usually. And we're so lucky that UT Austin was, in Austin and such an amazing school. So that was an option that I knew I was going to apply there. Right. So I did that first and that allowed me to do it. So yeah, I would kind of follow that sort of trajectory and do it like that. I had one big document that I just had all my essays in and that just like allowed me to kind of synchronize everything and just make sure I wasn't missing anything. I think if you have like, thousands of different documents. It can get everything can get lost. But I just had a one big mega application document. And that was just where all my essays were. So I could just like see what was going on and everything like that. And then I think just like cranking out one application at a time.
1: And yeah, I, I think that's some great advice, especially the supplemental essays. But just maybe in the summer, start brainstorming. Like if you're going to be applying to a BSMD program, you know that one of the questions is probably going to be, why do you want to become a doctor? So you can spend the- Yeah, well,
0: the BSMD programs usually come out ahead of time. That's like different. But, and for common app questions, it's always the same, like for the main one. So you can get started on that.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's see. Our last question that we have here that someone has wrote into us or to you, is what was the interview process like and any tips for interviewing?
0: Mm, yes. Okay, the interview process. Very interesting. So for BSMD, right, it's interview for BSMB. That's a little different. And so basically 1,600 people applied for the Rice Baylor program my year. And basically... A handful of them get into rice rice admission goes to all of them a handful gets into rice rice sends over to baylor college of medicine a few of those applications i'm not sure how many but rice sends over like the top x i don't know and then baylor picks 25 students to interview this was my program every program's a little different again but this is my personal experience baylor picked 25 people to interview and so we were invited for interviews it was all on zoom i believe most BSND programs, they had in-person interviews prior to the pandemic, but during the pandemic, it was on Zoom, it might still be on Zoom, I'm not sure. And what was really unique about it, very unique, was that prior to the interviews, you saw everyone who you were interviewing against. So, you know, it was one big Zoom meeting with everyone and they kind of gave us like an information session about the program, we met the dean, and it was a very cool experience, but it was definitely intimidating, you know, because it wasn't like a, a private one-on-one thing. The interviews were, but but it was it was really interesting seeing all the students that were also applying for it. And I mean, they all seemed like great people. And it was it was a little intimidating, you know. But then I had two 30 minute individual interviews, and these were with physicians who were part of the admissions committee at Baylor College of Medicine. The first interview, I believe, was just kind of like your stereotypical interview. You know, why do you want to do medicine? Um, Tell me about yourself. What are your interests? You know, like that sort of interview, kind of what you would expect, right? The second interview was like the traditional medical school interview. And so very like situational questions. If this happened, what would you do? Just kind of say the first thing that comes to your head that sort of thing. And I had prepared a little bit like ethical questions, right? I had prepared a little bit of that, but to be honest, I did not know that the second interview was really about like those type of questions. And I just will always remember my interviewer asked me, do you think doctors should strike? And I just remember the first thing that came in top of my head was like, strike their patients, like hit their patients. I didn't say this, but in my head, I'm like, Strike for some reason when I heard strike, I thought hit their patients. So of course I'm like, oh, could you please clarify that? And then he said, Do you think doctor doctors should pick it? And I was like, got it. I know what you mean by now. So then I just remember that was my little like moment. But I think interview prep, just practice different questions. And something that's so important with interviews, don't be afraid to pause. After they ask the question, you can wait a few seconds. Like you don't have to start talking immediately. You can, they can ask the question, so what do you think about X, Y, and Z? And then you can wait a few seconds and be like, well, I, well, I think X, Y, and Z. That's completely fine. And honestly, they don't even realize how long it is because I remember they're writing down your response from previous answers. And so the the pause, it feels longer to you. It does not feel long to them. And it's much better to collect your thoughts than just start talking immediately without even knowing where you're going.
1: So Isabel, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience about BSMT programs and just overall advice or anything you want to say about your experience?
0: Yeah, well, I think at the end of the day, I feel very fortunate to be in this position I I was so thrilled when I found out I got into Rice Baylor I you know it was something that I always dreamed of I remember I heard about it I think I was like in middle school about the program and I was like wow like that's incredible you know to be able to you know I've always been pre-med I always wanted to be a doctor and to have that opportunity to get into medical school when you're 18 is incredible you know and so I feel so fortunate but I think if, and if you're premed, de- med and you're definitely interested in medicine and it's one of your passions, definitely it's worth applying, you know, regardless of your stats and your GPA and all that stuff. I think if you're, so- it's something that you're so passionate in and you really worked hard for it, I think apply I, with any college application, you know, if it's something that it's a dream of yours, then it's definitely worth applying and putting, obviously doing your best application you can, putting your best foot forward and just trying your hardest in your classes and in your tests and exams, but don't let, you know, any little number hold you back from applying. I think it's so worth it to put your name in the hat and, you know, apply for your dreams and what you're interested in, but I also think, you know, it's not the end-all be-all. If you don't get into a BSMD program, you know, most people go to medical school not through these type of programs. You Most people apply while in undergrad, and so it's not just because if you don't get into one of these programs, you're still have the best chance to get into medical school later on. And so it's just a unique program that if it's something that you know that you're super passionate about and that you want to go into medicine, I think it's definitely worth applying and, and seeing what happens. I think senior year in in high school can be so stressful. You don't know where you're going to go the year after. And, you know, there's just so much opportunity and you don't know even what you're deciding between you know it's like you're sending in all these applications you don't know what's going to happen it can be so stressful not knowing the unknown but i think just knowing that you're putting your best foot forward you did your best the best you can you applied to a, f- a few different schools safety schools reach schools dream schools all of that so you know that you're safe you that you have you're going to have options and just seeing what what, what what comes of it and just being excited for whatever comes your way because at the end of the day, it's going to work out. And I think just knowing that and then putting your best foot forward, it's going to be great.
1: Mm-hmm. And coming back to what we talk about so often here at Simply Cosmopolitan is romanticizing everything, right? Romanticize the experience, romanticize whatever college or university that you get into, romanticize that and know that whatever you get into, it's meant for you and you are going to do great there.
0: Yes, 100%. You know, speaking of like romanticizing stuff and like all that stuff, I remember I was like debating, like, do I film myself with opening applica- like acceptance letters or not? I decided not to because I'm like, I feel like I'm going to jinx myself. You know, I don't know if if I would have, like, looking back, I think do whatever you want to do, but honestly, I think it's a good I I'm content with my decision not to, because I think it would have stressed me out a little bit, if I can be honest, you know, filming
1: yourself. But I do remember senior year, I would watch those videos of people. Well, in my head, it has definitely solidified the moment that you told me that you got into the BSMD program. I was studying for my human virology exam. I was like super stressed out studying. Yeah. Well, I will always remember and that too. Because and you had, had your, you had your uh, wisdom teeth out in the morning. I had my wisdom, wisdom
0: teeth pulled exactly I had them pulled I knew it was coming out that day when it was just an email and the email on the subject line would say so it's not even like a moment of like breathe in breathe out it was like you're gonna know when you load your email
1: wait so and what was did like, the what did the subject line say like, like congratulations oh okay or like a message from dean blah
0: or something like that but I just remember I was like I was honestly a little upset that day I was well obviously I got my wisdom teeth pulled and I was like i'm gonna get a denial today like it's just i already got my wisdom teeth pulled out i can't have any more bad things happen i'm just i was just upset you know and so it was 4 p.m i knew it was coming out around 4 p.m i just loaded my email i'm like oh let me just rip the bandit off what what have you and then i was like wait <laughs> i was like oh my gosh i was like sitting on the couch so i'm like oh my gosh mommy like oh my gosh i was like this is crazy
1: You started crying and I remember you came into my room, you were crying, but i like didn't know the context. And so I thought like, like some like of your stitches like came out or like something (laughs) like in your like wisdom teeth procedure had gone wrong. And then I was like, this is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And yeah. And then you were able to do the Baylor college of medicine program last summer, correct?
0: Yes. That was part of the BSMD program. I took some classes at Baylor. But overall, it was great. And I think we need to wrap it up because it has been a long-ish episode. So if anyone has any more questions, send them our way. Give us, DM us, leave us a review, comment, leave your questions there wherever you want. But send them to us and mainly like DM or on the podcast, that'd be so helpful just so it's all streamlined. We can do a part two if you want more info on BSMD or pre-med during undergrad or just college applications for high schoolers, or if you're not applying to colleges yet, but you're in high school and want to know, you know, best foot forward, study tips for high school, whatever, what have you, any questions, always feel free to send them our way. We love doing informative episodes and knowing what you guys want so we can, you know, create good content for you guys. So if you guys enjoy this episode and learn something please, please, please leave us a rating and a review. It would be so helpful for our podcast. We don't have that many reviews, but we do have listeners. So please just take a second and leave us a five-star review, rating, what have you.
1: It's anonymous,
0: super easy to do, and we'll be so grateful.
1: Mm -hmm. And so we are so excited to bring you the next episode next week where moi, me, I will be in Oxford. So I will be sure
0: time to do that. Or do I need to do like a solo while you move?
1: I will make it my time because okay. I'm excited to share with you guys. Like you guys are coming along with me. Like this is a journey we're all going on together. So no, it's to such a, with my crew.
0: It's such a full circle moment because we started the podcast and we announced where you're going to graduate school on the podcast. On the podcast. That was like the goal of the podcast. Like we're like, let's just start it now. You know, we always wanted to start it. Well, let's just start it now.
1: You know, and we did when we did.
0: I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I'm so happy you guys are on this journey with us. It's been so cool just to see everyone new who's been joining us, and it's just so fun. So please leave us a review, or even if you don't want to leave a review, but DM us on Instagram and just say hi where you're listening from. It would just be so cool to know, you know, yeah, where you guys are in life. It's just so fun. There's definitely a little community, but we would love to hear from you guys and just know what you guys are up to. That'd be so fun.
1: Yes. Well, to the next episode and we will see you all there. Have a wonderful week.
0: Bye.